This is a cat. This is why we hang out. I say hang out. You you charge me to come sit on your table. <laughs> you pay, you pay me to hang out. <laughs> you you pay your friends, Michael. Is that what you do? <laughs> apparently, I do. As I look around right now, everybody in this room is actually getting say. paid. So I have a I have a co-host. Slash, it's not a co-host. She's really she used to be a guest. I should introduce her first. My camera's here. She used to, she was she was a guest. Well, first she was a friend of my wife's. Well, she was a friend of Jesus. Well, thank you. Yes. Your parents liked each other. Oh, you're gonna and get then, weird right now. Oh well, your gosh. grandparents actually really liked each other. <laughs> and then your anyway. So, oh um, if you can recall from episode, fellas, what episode was that? 165. Episode one sixty five. I interviewed a, a little Latino lady. Mexicana. A little what? Mexicana. Latina a little, can mean like any exactly. Latina. Yeah. I am Mexicana. Okay. You, how'd you, how'd you a, catch a it? A little Mexican some, woman. Can you get some ointment or something for that? <laughs> you can get some ointment. That'll clear that right up. You can at a curandera. I'm glad we got a doctor on. He'll help you clear up that honey hanakana stuff you got going. So um, she's a friend of our family, and we were telling a story about how she was paralyzed. Anyway, let me just set this up. You may be wondering, what can you learn from a neurological doctor, a little Mexicana? Did I say it right? <laughs> you did. I'm so impressed a little, right now. A little Mexicana <laughs> and a comedic thought leader. You're about to find out. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car of my parents. <laughs> with the car in my parents' pocket. Boom. We got a non-sponsor sponsor. Who's our non-sponsor sponsor? I'm going to go with Funny for the Forgotten. We have a, for those who don't know, a non-sponsor sponsor is an organization that's not giving us any money, but we just like them so much, we're going to talk about them anyway. And that today's non-sponsor sponsor is Funny for the Forgotten. It just happens to be a nonprofit that I founded, but they don't have anything to do with it. They're still a great organization. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. So they make laughter commonplace and uncommonplace. In fact, this Saturday, we're going to be going to a prison in Dallas, a men's prison. Is that correct? Yeah, in Dallas, and we're going to be talking to how many guys will be there about? 600. About 600 guys. Oof. Yeah. And this time, I'm going to know not to wear, because mm. you're not supposed to wear what they wear. I didn't know, dude. Nobody gave me the memo. <laughs> I walk in this gracious. prison. I got on jeans and a white shirt. I'm thinking, I'm cool. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody in there got jeans and a white shirt on. I saw a bald head dude. I was like, snap, is that me? Like, this thing could have got bad quick. So... Anyway, that's what, that's what Funny for the Forgotten does. Super excited about that organization. So if you want to support them, go to funnyfortheforgotten.com or .org or just Google it. Does anybody ever go to those places? And now we're going to take a voicemail. Let's go ahead and take a We've got a voicemail we can listen to. Hey, if you want to leave a voicemail, please do. The phone number is 214-308-1177. 214-308-1177. And you can leave a voicemail. And then we may listen to it like this. Michael Jr., I was wondering if you would be willing to talk to my son. He is 19 years old, and <laughs> he's having a hard time finding his way. Um, I'm a single mama. Our voice. 
currently living in Maryland. Uh, both my boys live in Pennsylvania. Um, I'll try not to make this voice not too terribly long. I just got done listening to Funny How Life Works When You Tell Yourself the Truth, and you were talking about your nephew, Damien, who spells his name the same as my favorite cousin, Damien, which is kind of cool. Um, but anyway, my my kid, he's been... He does not have a father. Well, he does. He exists on this planet, but that's it. And uh, the boy's having a hard time, and I don't know what else to do. I know he needs a, um, a male figure to step up in his life. He doesn't have that. And uh, my mama, you know, I can only do so much. And uh, he keeps he keeps looking for that male strong male presence everywhere and he can't find it and I'm trying to you know I listen to your podcast and everything all the time trying to get this kid to start to press into some of this stuff he's so angry and he's so hurt um so I don't know if that was possible um if you could that would be great I don't know if my number has showed up anywhere for you to get in contact with me or email or anything. Um, I am. I do follow you on Facebook. But anyway, anyway, my name is Tracy Wilson. Uh, my cell phone number seven one seven. Hey. So no, I don't want to talk to him. Next, <laughs> next voicemail. No, just, it's not true at all. Hey. So here's what we do. Check it out. So Rodney happens to. I, I'm sorry. Ari Thank happens you. to also be the producer of our podcast. So not only is she one of the amazing stories that we've got to have on, but she's also a producer mm-hmm. of the podcast, and we'll get into the details of her story in a moment. But I think it would be great if we did that as a podcast episode. Ooh. Like if we call her, yes. get the story, and then I call the, the, the son and see what's going on, and we see what we can make happen in, in, in an episode. That could be kind of dope. That is amazing. Yeah, that would be great. We've done that I before. We that. just had a couple on the last episode that had some pretty significant marital problems. And we got to witness a pretty, me and my wife were hosting, a pretty awesome breakthrough took place. That was pretty dope. But speaking of breakthroughs, wow. We're about to go ahead. You want to introduce the, oh, wait, let me see. I didn't set you up all the way. You know, I got to fix this. I feel like when I sit in my car, I'm like way down here and I can barely see. I'm feeling like that with the microphone. microphone. (laughs) Cool. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's the the, uh, Americana version of the microphone. That's where you want to. All right, so um, do we get into, well, I think we should get into it with him. If you did not see the episode, let me give the short recap so you can, and I'm going to introduce our guest, and then you'll be on, on point with what's going on here. So in episode 165, we told the story of Ari. Ari's a great friend of my wife. You had to have brain surgery. Give us the two-minute version of it real quick. Ooh, two-minute version. Yeah. So I had brain surgery. Uh, I had a full craniotomy. Uh, what that means is they cut from left to right, pull down the face, go in there and get that tumor. When I woke up, excruciating pain, and I could not feel the whole left side of my body. And that was pretty shocking. Yeah. So I spoke to you. Yeah, she had no feeling in the whole left side of her body. And then she's on the phone with my wife crying and all snotting and doing what... <laughs> Americanas, I mean, Mexicanas normally do. He's adding say. too much. Okay, just do it. Anyway, no, he's actually not. <laughs> so real. it's really, really bad. Like yeah. the doctors don't know what's going on. Yeah. They don't understand what happened. And, and I'm just listening between the gaps, really saying, right. I mean, I'm hearing my wife talk to her on the phone. And my wife is calm. She's not tripping. But we were, we prayed before you went into surgery. You come out, you can't walk. 
And while you're talking to her, I feel like I'm supposed to talk to you on the phone. We don't talk on the phone. Right prior no, to that, we, prior to have that, we ever we, had a conversation? Actually, prior to that, we never have. It no, was just like, no, just I, I, weird I, I would just have just my relationship you with hey, your wife. What's up? Right. Like, I would do that. So, no, <laughs> that would be really weird. Yeah. So, this is my first time ever. To, I didn't even realize this is our first time ever having a phone conversation. Wow, you are right. We've Absolutely. been to the house before. We visited yes. before. We're friends. We like each other. Yeah. But we never talked on the phone. Never. Just because it would be first weird. time. Again, very this weird. is a, this yes. is kind of like weird right now on the phone this right now. This is. So I grabbed the phone and I say to you, what do I say? Oh, you said you do walk. And I said, I'm sorry. No, I don't. And you said, no, you, you walk. I said, no, you actually were agitating me a little bit. Yeah. Because I thought you were being funny. I said, you can walk. So mm-hmm. everybody's telling her she can't. Mm-hmm. And then she's laid out or whatever. Case. I said, you can mm-hmm. walk. Let's go for a walk right now. Right. And by the way, I'm making this stuff up as I'm talking to her. Right? I'm listening <laughs> to the Holy Spirit, really. And I'm saying, let's go for a walk. And then uh, I said, there's a pair of shoes that you've seen before. I want you to put them on. And I said, these shoes are at the mall. She's like, I don't shop at the mall. I was like, okay, Rodale Drive, because that's how she wrote. <laughs> but there were some shoes you remember. They were in Rodale Drive. You put them on. And I in your seen. mind, we go for this walk. Oh, 100%. We were walking. And while we're going for this walk, in the, there's seven doctors or so outside of your room. Yep. And the nurse is like, they're ready to come in. Yep. And they were going to tell you. What went wrong in surgery and yes. why you couldn't walk any, why you couldn't feel the left side of your body? Yeah, I hadn't heard anything from anybody for several days. So I had a lot of anxiety over that. And I kept asking, when are they coming? When are they coming? When are they coming? And they came at the actual time that you and I were going for a walk. Mm. But I was so into this walk, I did not care who was at the door. Wow. So the nurse busted in and was like, they can't wait anymore. You either hear them now or you're never going to hear them at all. And at that point, I was so into believing as I believe as I believe that I am walking. I don't care what they have to. It doesn't matter what they had to say. So wow. get out of here because I'm walking over here. Yeah, yeah. And I literally told them to get she out. She told them. She, she said, get out, get <laughs> out. I'm, here, I'm listening on the other end of the phone. She's like, get out, I'm get screaming. out. And then I said to you after you were really kind of rude to them. <laughs> you actually said that. You said, that was really awesome. I'm going to need you to apologize as soon as they yeah, come back. Later on, you're going to need to apologize to them. <laughs> they never came back. So they never came back. And then they sent you to a facility to mm-hmm. learn how to function in life with only half, without use of your left side. Yeah, they sent me to rehab to get used to uh-huh. learning to live in my new life in a wheelchair. Right. But I didn't know that but that's why they that sent me there. Because mm-hmm. you were going for a walk when that information was supposed to be given yes, to you. Absolutely. And meanwhile, she's praying. We praying. And mm-hmm. there's sign, and then she got scripture all on the wall. She's yep. doing all of this stuff. You go to rehab, mm-hmm. and you tell the, the the people they ask you what your goal is, and you said, "My goal is to to walk." And yeah. then I said, "No, no, 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 dance." Because I thought at this point now I'm all in. I've got all the faith in the world, and right. I thought just walking that's too normal. Mm-mm. She said, "I'm she, dancing she out here." Dance out. The crazy part she couldn't <laughs> dance before this. This is not that's true. That's the crazy at all. part. Latina, hello, I dance. <laughs> Come on she, now. she could play the piano. Mm. Now she me. could dance. It was amazing what happened. <laughs> so you go in there and, and then to let you tell them you want to dance out of there. And what is their attitude when you say oh, that to them? They look first of all, when I said walk, they looked at me like I was crazy. And then when I said dance, it was like, oh, oh you yeah, cool. you, that's so cute. You cute little panicata. <laughs> Just a panicata. It's not even Latina. <laughs> okay, my bad. Anyway. So they go ahead and appease you and start doing a process yep. and you're digging in. You're like, no, we're going to do this. And you had a physical yep. therapist who wasn't believing with you. And yeah. what happened to that physical therapist? Yeah, he got fired. Fired him. 
not fired from the job, y'all. Don't go start sending me like no, no, no. mean she, messages. She fired him from from <laughs> working her with working me. with her. She yes. got the right person in there. Yes, and then they saw the vision with me and said, "Okay." And they and they had to get the higher ups that came and said, "Listen, right. th- this this is going to put you in some compromising positions. Like you may get hurt." And and I said, "Well, if I'm going to walk, so whatever come what may, we're walking. So I don't Boom. want don't want and all your gadgets." Them, in case they didn't listen to the whole episode 165, what happened 21 days later? Oh, y'all. I'm true to my word, and so is God. I danced out of there. She danced <laughs> out of the doctor's sure office. Sure did. Salsa, y'all. Salsa. The other yes. amazing kicker, too, is... Ooh, yeah. You want to tell them? Go ahead. This right here is not a weave. By the way, this, this happened two and a half years ago, almost three. So this is not a weave. This yeah. is my full hair. Which we have no context for that at all currently. So the doctor said that they were going to have to cut her hair off before she went into surgery. She praying, got hysterical. Okay, don't cut my hair off. Boom, falls out, wakes up. And then after she has been up for a while, she gets the courage to look into the mirror. Mm-hmm. Doctor never cut her hair. Ever. He couldn't cut her hair. He just couldn't do it. And so this is her real hair. And, and then you met with the doctor afterwards, and he told you what? He said he'd never done that before. He said he'd done thousands and thousands of surgeries. He's done the exact same thing, except for not, cons- not and it's not a cut haircut, y'all. It's like balding, right? It's like chopping. Yeah. It's awful. Um, and, he, and he hasn't done that ever since me because it's the only thing that he knows that he has not done in, with any other patient. So he gave me a quarter of an inch halo around my head, which kept my hair intact. And he says he's never done, he's never cut another hair since. He's not shaving heads anymore. Nope. Whoa. Now, speaking of shaved heads, <laughs> my personal neurological chiropractor is here. Dude is really understands. Like, he, we did this podcast before, but now we got some wisdom behind what actually might have took place. Uh, this guy is dope. Really crazy, crazy smart, understands his stuff. And then, um, and I think he got a, I think he went to, to Cerritos Community College to get his degree in. Um, I'm, just, I'm just playing. No, so he didn't go to community college. He went to IT&T. Yeah, uh, hey, you guys remember IT&T Tech? You'd be yeah. sitting there watching a, a soap opera. And they'd be like, are you, t- are you stuck in a dead end job? And then suddenly right. you're like, yes, I can do it. Then, I don't even think they're in business anymore. Uh, well, he, he got the last black from him. Anyway, so. I love this dude is dope. Like when you go into a doctor's office, normally it's it's, it's a, the people there are super crazy nice, very very giving, super helpful, and it don't it starts from the top down because this dude mm. is dope. Um, you want to introduce him? Oh yeah. Oh no. See, he's just wrong right now. He, he you know why he's doing? I this call to him Doctor George. I'm not even going to try why. the last name. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna try, Doctor. Who get Hookabine. Hookabine, that's pretty good. Hookabine. Oh, he said pretty good, though. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Hookabine. Dr. G is easier. Dr. G, we are so excited to have you. Yes. Wow, dude. Thank you so much. Look at all those here. applause that came in. Thanks, yeah. guys. Oh, turn that up. <laughs> yeah. First of all, dude, I really, I mean, we've talked before. I just saw you yesterday. This guy helps me in a big way. If you've ever seen me dunk on somebody before, it's because of him. Oh. If you have not seen me dunk on somebody before, it is also because of him. Because I come <laughs> with, You know, I actually probably could. I, I'm going to try it when I go home and see if I can't. If I don't, Well, yeah. no, 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 it's not you time try yet. try it. It's a whole other care plan, so I want you to try <laughs> it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is hilarious. He said whole other care plan. <laughs> that, that, 
That is awesome. So um, how long have you been doing this for? And then I know a little bit about your story because how, how did you get into saying, okay, I'm going to do what, I'm going to do this chiropractic thing. I'm going to help people from a neural perspective. How did you first get into that? Well, I was telling Ari uh, the other day that I grew up in Canada in a rural setting. My father was a medical doctor. So I grew up in the medical model and I was uh, a, a junior hockey player. I thought at an elite level, not really, but lots of injuries, lots of inflammation. And so this is the eighties. So from, from my father, a medical doctor in a small town in Canada in the eighties to kind of say at one point, look, we need to go try the local chiropractor. It was blasphemy, a little bit of heresy back in the day, but it changed everything about my perspective on healthcare. You know, I, I joke with patients and I say, I spent most of my childhood in the hospital and they feel sorry for me and they say, what was wrong? What happened? I said, no, no, I was just going to work with my dad. <laughs> so I really thought that I was headed towards medicine until I walked into a chiropractor's office one day and the people there were, were, you know, some of them were hurting and some of them were sick and some of them really needed the care. But so many of them were there for what they called wellness or maintenance or a condition that was um, preventative. And I, it, it blew my mind. I said, what do you mean you're, you're not here in pain? What do you mean wellness? How, does, how do you make the body more well? So it changed my whole perspective. And, uh, and I, you know, long story short, I ended up going to chiropractic college. But even in that context, when you graduate from chiropractic college, like medicine, you can kind of pick specialties, and the one that I chose to do was neurology, chiropractic neurology. So that's kind of wow. that's kind of the short version of how we got there. Wow! So that's so cool. Like you, you experienced it, and then you wanted to duplicate that for other people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, once I got into school, my mindset changed even more because I saw, you know, chiropractors and, and holistic practitioners will say that the you know, the the nervous system, the brain, the spinal cord is the master system. But that became so much more evident to me. We took that to a whole new level when I started the, the diplomate program in neurology for three years. Man, that is so dope. Like we, That's amazing. We are, my appointments with him are probably longer than they should be because we're talking about brain stuff. Yeah, like the girls don't like it. Like yesterday, yeah, yesterday was dope. I didn't want to leave. Stuff I knew you was charging about a minute. Um, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> well, I start talking. That is awesome. So you got to hear the story. Like, can you of what happened here. Like, what do you think took place here? Because I, for me, just from my perspective, I mean, she, her perspective, she looking at the ceiling. My teacher used to say, like, you're not doing, I mean, you're, you're in pain and you're going through stuff. But from my perspective, mm -hmm. I'm really just kind of listening. And I feel like I should do this thing where I take her for this walk or whatever the case is. And I'm not saying that's the thing that did the thing. I'm just, we're just looking to unpack it a little more. Like, what, what do you have to offer with regards to giving some more insight? Okay. Oh, right. Actually, I would say that that along with my faith was a thing that did the thing. And we wow. talked about this a little bit before. And I was talking about it with Dr. George here is absolutely it was a thing that did the thing. Wow. Well, it, it, was all, it was all mind, heart, and then foot. Go ahead, Dr. George. Go ahead. Walk Explain us through to us it. what might have took place. Because this is the first I've heard. I've, I've never talked to a professional about what actually took place. Before I've talked to professionals before, by the way. Just, but, <laughs> well, we had, we had that conversation that day, and you explained it to me. And at the end of it, I was smiling and nodding, and I said, uh, "Yeah, I said she was talking to her cells. She was creating something called neurogenesis, or at least uh, reconnecting the pathways." And you kind of nodded and said, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, what? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So My knee was hurting. You were that agreeing day with me because you understood it, but maybe not on a cellular level. But yeah. Without going into the weeds, we could do 20 podcasts on this. But at the end of the day, what she did 
what you maybe think of globally is is accessing that mind body connection there's so much research on this it's you know no pun intended it's mind blowing but really she had a conversation with her cells and she talked to her cells we talk to our cells all the time we have the ability to do that and there's you know there's all kinds of anecdotal evidence the amount of research behind it nowadays is phenomenal but when you say she took that walk in her mind she may not have physically taken that walk but her brain took that walk and her subconscious mind, which, which has no sense of humor, right? The subconscious mind is very literal. Your audience, when they laugh at you, Michael, their subconscious minds don't laugh because it takes everything very literal. So you're funny, but they're not always laughing because when you talk to yourself and you talk to the brain, it's real. You know, I don't want to get into the weeds with the technological terms, but somatotopic organization of the brain says the brain is mapped out for different parts of the body. So when she took that walk and she visualized it, her brain really took that walk. And whether physiologists would argue about the cause of paralysis, was there tissue deformation, was it blood loss during the surgery, or was it just one of those spontaneous remissions? Who cares? She couldn't move before, but after she took that walk and reconnected or recanalized those pathways from the brain to the feet, we know that on a short level, she started walking again in 21 days. That's unheard of. So she had for your listeners, you guys think this way, it was about her mindset first, the will, her, her mindset said, I'm gonna do this. The action was the words that she chose. And again, the vibrational frequencies of words is so powerful, we'll talk about that mm -hmm. here in a minute. But she literally rewalked the path from uh, the barn to the house. I grew up on a farm in Canada. You know, you walk the path from the barn to the house enough times, the grass gets beaten down, you don't even need the lights to walk it. But if you stop walking it, the grass grows over it again, you gotta rewalk it. She took a real walk in her brain that fired pathways, even though she didn't take that walk. Oof. My goodness oh, gracious. Does that make sense, kind of? Gracious. That wow. is beast mode. Wow. Here's what I caught. She went to a barn and there was some grass. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> and listen, all I got was when he said, and the short method of it, I said, like, he just caught me short. No, that was doggone no, beautiful. That's that. no, I mean, I am. The way you broke that down was just beautiful. I remember our conversation now. Um, so there is, you, you, you can actually speak to your sales. Mm -mm -mm. It, it kind of reminds me of when Jesus would say stuff like be healed. And in fact, I remember because yes. yesterday when we talked in the uh, when we talked in the office, you said, uh, how did you say it? You said you could speak to yourselves, but you have to do it with authority. Oof. With an absolute authority. So, you know, we've talked about this before. The, you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So in the beginning, God didn't, you know, he, he spoke the world into existence. So there's a true power in vibration. There's a true Good. vibrational frequency wow. with words. But she made a choice, whether it was in her head with her dialogue or speaking it outright, she made a choice in terms of what we sh she was going to do. We talk to ourselves all the time. I call self-talk, cell-talk. Like when you're Ooh. listening to something, Ooh. where do you again. listen to that? Say that again, Dr. Yeah. George. Where do you listen? Your whole body listens. It's not just the ears. It's not the inferior. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's pause real quick. We got to back up on cell talk. Serious. That was Whoa. awesome. Talk to self talk is cell talk. Wow. For those who are still want to support Funny for the Forgotten, cell talk is also when you help Whoa. two prisoners have a conversation through Funny How Life Works. I'm just throwing that out there, dude. <laughs> 
thought you were going to say Cell something deep right now. is bananas right there. <laughs> yes, it I have is. a feeling yes. that's going to show up in the off-the-cuff moment. Go ahead. Ooh. I'm sorry, Dr. Jordan. Hashtag yeah, well, cell you, talk. You know, the, play on, the play on words there is the cells in your body, but also the cell you're sitting in. So mm. cell, cell oh talk is self-talk. Yes, so when is. you're talking and speaking, your cells hear you. For example, Oof. you know the word love or an aggressive statement in Spanish and in, in German and in, and in English, they're all different. But the vibrational frequency is the same. And the end, the end recipient of that, whether it's a two-year-old child that hears I love you versus what were you thinking, the language is different, but the frequency is the same. And the intention and how that affects that person's physiology is identical across the board. So when we talk about the power of the tongue and the power to speak into existence, you're right. Jesus spoke his miracles into existence. He didn't smell them or touch them or taste them into existence. He used you know, the commanding... Uh, powers that be, God, and, and spoke his miracles into existence. We have the ability to do that with a certain mm -hmm. amount of authority ourselves. And we do it all the time on a cellular level. Wow. Goodness. So, so that's really what, I mean, this sheds a lot of light on what took place. Because I'm telling yes. you, when I heard you on the phone talking to my wife, I clearly felt, for me, I felt like God was like, yo, get the phone. And then I didn't yeah. know what I was doing from there. It's kind of like the off-the-cuff moments. When I go off-the-cuff at the end of the podcast, I don't really have a plan. I'm just starting right. talking. And then some really cool stuff shows up. Right. So it was the same thing in that moment. Let's go for a walk together. And then you being bold enough right. to take a walk with all of that craziness that's going on. Right. Like you were, you were absolutely Americano enough <laughs> to say, no, I'm going to go for this walk. And you did it. And now how many people are going to be blessed Ooh. as a result of not just what you did, but even what we're learning now. Now we have verbiage to what actually took place. Yes. And, and, and here's the thing, it even more so speaks into, so when I absolutely was walked in faith, walked in total focus because there was, and committed to that, mm -hmm. there was no plan B. There was nothing else that, that there was nothing that can change me from that position to the point where, where even daily I would speak to my feet and my toes and I would Tell them, come on, little pinky, you can do this. Let's go. Let's move. Let's how, move. How long Oof. was it? That is awesome. How, how long was it? Thanks for the visual. Um, how long was it before, after the phone call to when you started getting any kind of movement at all? Uh, it was probably a week. Wow. It was, it was about a week because they kept me, after that phone call, I, I was very much drug-induced at the time because the pain was so horrific. That's not the first time, though, yeah. Dude, you know what? You're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that might have happened before. So, so Dr. It was about a week. So, Dr. George, what, what can our listeners do to apply some of this to their own life as far as being able to speak the right words or take care of themselves medically? Like, what could a, just a random listener do to to utilize some of this understanding in their, in their day to day? Well, I don't know what I'm allowed to say here in terms of other books and resources and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, it's really like you said before, Michael, it's about mindset. But here's what you need to understand. Where does your, where does your mind exist? It's the brain that houses it. So your mind and your mindset lives inside the brain and the brain is the physical. The mindset is all the emotional and the spiritual and the chemical. So number one, you got to take care of the brain. But here's what's so beautiful about this system. Your brain is very malleable. It has the greatest potential uh, in the world to change, and that is all dependent upon your input. So we've heard this before, what you put in and you get out. Garbage in, garbage out. So it starts with the mindset and the self-talk and the people that you surround yourself with, Ari, your team, the people you fired and the people you brought in. That's going to dictate your resonant frequency. 
You know, when you hear people say, I resonate with that or I don't resonate with that, they mean that literally. So you've got to find a resonant frequency with the people that are around you and the choices you make Good that will Christ. increase <laughs> that brain's functioning. Wow. Dude, mirror neurons get to, get to fire in. Next thing you know, yeah. you the person you're sitting across from without even knowing it. Right. Man, absolutely. Ooh. Wow. I, this is a cat. This is why we hang out. I say hang out. You you charge me to come sit on your table. <laughs> you pay, you pay me to hang out. <laughs> you you pay your friends, Michael. Is that what you do? <laughs> apparently, I do. As I look around right now, everybody in this room is actually getting say, paid. <laughs> we all getting paid. <laughs> so, um, we talked about something as well that I thought was so powerful. Uh, if you want to share it, I don't know how to, I don't know the rules and all that. Not the not the thing. We'll talk about that offline. But the. Uh, when you go to a doctor's office, because we're talking about mindset and what you're right. thinking and what fires, when you go to a, a doctor's office and they ask you a question about your medical history, you have some insight that resonated with me significantly and it made so much sense and it's how I already think, but you had verbiage around it and we kind of touched on some of it today, but are you cool with sharing that, that, that thought process around, around that? Or yeah, absolutely. I'll try, to, yeah. I'll try to say it and make it simple and then kind of, you know, give some, yeah. some science behind it. But at the end of the day, when you, when you go see the doctor uh, and they ask about the family history, they're really, they're really trying to dive into this, this um, construct that your DNA determines your health. Your DNA determines what you get. It's not your lot in life. It's your DNA. So they'll ask you about the family history. And I jokingly said to you, your answer should be, well, my family history is that some are alive, some are dead, some I love, and some I can't stand being around. But their <laughs> DNA has nothing to do awesome. with my DNA. So if you look at your DNA, it's, it's a code. It's a blueprint. And it says, here's the potential that you have. That's your genotype. You can't change that. You can't change blue eyes and blonde hair and mom and dad coming together. What you can change is the expression or the phenotype of some of your genes. So we said yesterday, there's a million women in the country with the breast cancer gene that have breast cancer. There's another million that have the breast cancer gene that don't have breast cancer. What's the difference? And it had more to do with the input and the lifestyle and what you do to the DNA. Your DNA doesn't dictate the quality of your life with regard to disease mm -hmm. as much as what we do to the DNA. So if my blueprint said, I've got to build the Taj Mahal and here's the gold and here's the marble, and you made a trip to Home Depot, you ain't building the Taj Mahal. <laughs> your DNA, your DNA, your DNA, your code has very specific requirements for what it wants and needs every day. And if it doesn't get them, you're not going to die right away but you're gonna produce something that's altered. And we call that disease. We call that some form of dysfunction. And yet we blame the DNA, but the mm -hmm. DNA responds to what we do to it. Wow, that's so good because we'll say it's the DNA or a doctor will ask, did your mom have this or did your dad have this? But what we're not considering is they also ate ham hocks, okay. just like you eat ham hocks. <laughs> They yeah. also did, they did the same thing. They had the same lifestyle. Therefore, yeah, that thing will show up. And I really believe, and you can speak to this as well. If a doctor says, if a doctor asks if someone, if there's a history of blank in your family, and then the doctor goes ahead and writes that down, like, uh-huh, immediately your brain is saying, oh, snap, right. there's a yep. chance. Now you're going for a, you're potentially going for a different walk. Ooh, to the bar. 100%. Now you're 100%. walking on a different, and you're thinking to yourself, well, my mom had it, her mom had it, her mom mom's had it, right. and now your, your brain is like, okay, so let's go for this walk then. But you need to be thinking about what you're thinking about and make a determination that you're going on a Ooh, different so walk, good. as will your children. 
Ooh. Yeah. You just said it. You need to think about what you're going to think about. You know, if you sit there randomly in a room quietly, a lot of stuff will pop into your head. So between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, it's so invaluable to understand what you put in on a subconscious level means everything. You need to think about what you're thinking about. The way you said that was perfect. Mm. It's true. You literally have to make a decision, which is thinking, to think about certain things. And if you're not thinking about it, you better make a decision about what's being put in because your brain takes it and absorbs it. Your subconscious mind absorbs that. Oh my goodness, that is so great. And you're and you don't have to think about every thought that shows up. No. Nope. Like just because you it don't. shows up doesn't mean you need to ponder on it and chew on it. It may not even serve you. So why not pick Absolutely. like you I'd recommend people have some extra thoughts in mind that they can pull on when they start going somewhere they don't want to go. So let's say yep. you're thinking negatively like, oh, my, my, my leg is hurt and I'm pretty sure my knee, because my dad's knee went up. I'm pretty, no, have a thought, random let it, like, I don't care if it's, ooh, I love Barney the Dinosaur. Just start, <laughs> whatever it is, just a different thought that's not going to take you down that same path. Right. Please, yep. people, listen, you don't have to, you, don't, you can take those thoughts captive. Yes. And, and you don't have to think about them. Like, I know this is scripture for some people. If it's not, then you should open up the Bible. But <laughs> literally, you don't have to think about everything you're thinking about. So listen, wow. But think about what you're thinking about. Yes. but Michael, really quickly, that's called brain training. You know, lots of people train in martial arts. Lots of people train in their sport. At the end of the day, most of us need to engage in something called neurobics, brain exercises, or cerebral oh, hygiene. We don't do it. We don't do it. Wow. Dude, what is neurobics? Wow. How do we find? I don't even know how to spell it. What the heck is that? It's like brain aerobics. It's not is that aerobics. What you're talking about? It's neurobics. You've yeah. got to train your brain oh, on a regular basis. Oh, neurobics. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. That's when a bunch of black people do aerobics? Oh, my goodness gracious. No, that's, that's hilarious. Not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Okay, wait, my bad. That's right. That's not it. I got to go. Okay. The visual of it all. No, no, no. Explain to us what, what is neurobics. Well, th these terms are used loosely like neurobics or cerebral hygiene or brain training. It's the consistent oh, positive God. patterning that you do. We go lift weights all the time. We go shoot and practice. We go do things to consistently pattern the physical. What we don't do is create this positive self-affirmation. You remember Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live in the 80s? We used to laugh and right. joke about him. Right. He would look in the mirror. That is so real and so profound. People had no clue. Talking to yourself, talking to yourselves trains the brain you train those positive affirmations and those pathways so that when you are hit when you are attacked i don't care if it's the enemy or the world you don't even have to think about how you're going to respond in that situation your brain goes to a, a trained level wow goodness gracious man this stuff is so I, good i'm telling you who i'm gonna have as a regular neurologist on my dog okay. podcast for sure <laughs> And oh I'm gonna start charging goodness. him to be on here. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh, I'm gonna do payback because this is great. I told you, Ari. <laughs> so, you sure did, Doctor Charge. So if you want more information, if you're in the Dallas area, first of all, I don't even think you can get an appointment with this guy. But if you can, I recommend you try. They can least. reference you. Yeah, yeah, reference. Yeah, reference the podcast for Michael Junior. And just go to regenerexmedical.com. And I'm telling you, it's 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 not just the tactics it's also the understanding and the attitudes as well like think about it you just heard him talk about how important it is how, how important your words are so what type of words do you think him and his staff are using when mm -hmm. they talk to you and about you it's yep. like it's it perme it permeates the entire place so i'm telling you please by all means go to regenerexmedical.com and you might just 
you might run into me there. No, actually, don't show up for me. That'd just be weird in general. I don't want to talk to you. I'm working on my kneecap. I just need you not to mess with me right we there. We have okay? rules about our celebrities. We try yeah. and protect you, man. Yeah, yeah. I got oh, he it. said you're a celebrity. Aww. Why, are you, why are you being weird right now? Harry, why, why are you being weird? Anyway, so I'm going to go I, off the I'm cuff. I'm just being me. So there's always a moment where I go off the cuff in the podcast, and I'm, I'm going to do it right now, and then I'm going to have you do this spin this wheel, if it's cool with you, uh, Dr. Jordan. I'll explain it to you in a moment. So the, the off the cuff moment, I'm going to go off the cuff on is when dr george said talk to yourself and talk to yourselves beautiful beautifully spoken but here's the thing when he said it the next thought i had is that everybody is already doing it Mm -hmm. they're just not aware of what they're saying to it so what have you been saying to yourselves like what have you Mm -hmm. actually been communicating are you constantly thinking to yourself, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not good enough. I'm dumb. Are you allowing that self-talk to become sale talk and therefore is causing you to not be in the position you really should be in? Like God knows the plans that he has for you, but he can't override what you're doing here on earth. He gave us dominion in the earth. So you should use your words wisely and update your self-talk and your sale talk and the way you communicate to others as well. I absolutely love you. We appreciate you. It is funny how life works. It's a little dramatic with the S. <laughs> this is why Michael has wow. a podcast. That was good. <laughs> he should get a podcast so um if you could just take your hand like this and spin this little wheel that we have at the end we're going we're, a random generated question is going to show up just a random boom that worked it's spinning it, spin it. it did work it sure does. it's crazy technology uh and the question rodney you can read oh, the question thank goodness it actually went upright go ahead you can read mm-hmm. it's All 11 right. p.m it's 11 p.m and you are starving where do you go where do you go is that for me? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it's just a random <laughs> yes. question generator. It's 11 p.m. You're starving. Where do you go? I think I already know the answer. You, you go get some water and go to bed. I don't know. You shouldn't eat it. Hopefully you don't go to the fridge. Don't go to the fridge. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's, That's why this is my doctor right here. Right. Everybody else would have been like, man, I'll grab me a burger or something, some grapes. <laughs> That brother said, said get water, some, get go some, to bed. Get some water and go back to sleep. Maybe ask your wife if she up. Or something other That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> See, my mama would say, Vete a la cama. Uh, which okay. is go to bed, Michael. Uh, go to bed. Your mom would tell you to go to bed, Michael? That is so weird. <laughs> that is completely gracious. weird. Wow. This was fun. We gotta have you back on. Like I've yes. I don't I've never said that to a guest with this much enthusiasm. Like for real. Yeah, let's do it, man. There's so much material oh, here. It's crazy. Goodness, we could do. Ugh. Anyway, you're awesome, man. Unless you start freestyling again at the end, like you did with Pastor last time, I can't hang with that. <laughs> <laughs> that freestyle for real. Yes, he can. Dude, I appreciate you. I will see you uh, probably later this week. Yes, sir. All right, thanks, Love it. man. Yep. See you guys. Bye.